Good morning. It's Friday the 19th of May and I'm Govindraj Ethiraj with the core report coming to you from Mumbai, India's financial capital and the most rocking city in the world. Here are our two quick reports theme of the day and our hmm section lined up for you today. Be prepared for a 20% advance tax the next time you swipe your card overseas. Prices of cheese are rising and Domino's and Burger King amongst them are getting their margins smashed. The theme of the day, the unfortunate story of how electric two-wheeler companies have played fast and loose with a government subsidy. And hmm, how an airline in India is seeing its revenues go up without any aircraft in the air. This is a core report with Govindraj Ethiraj. Here goes the first story. The government will collect a 20% tax collected at source or TCS for foreign credit card transactions. This it has done by clubbing international credit card transactions with the liberalized remittance scheme or LRS which allows Indians to invest up to $250,000 annually in the form of remittances, which means at least as of now that if you swipe your card in a restaurant overseas, the government will via your bank collect 20% of the bill amount as an advance tax and then adjust it against your tax dues to the government if any or refund the amount after a year give or take so if you spend $100 on your credit card internationally then you will hand over $20 in addition as advance tax to the government the rationale for this move is not clear at all and it appears to take us back to the 1970s when foreign exchange was in short supply and every dollar was monitored and in great demand It also reflects an amazing level of economic insecurity and lack of confidence in our economic abilities. Remember, we started liberalizing when our foreign exchange reserves were perhaps around 30 billion dollars or even less. Today we are at 600 billion dollars and all signs point to a greater inflow whether through remittances where we've hit a record 110 billion dollars last year or foreign portfolio and direct investment, particularly the latter which is set to rise. It also makes us look like a struggling third world country scrounging around for dollars. Now I do admit there is some value tracking high value outflows and this is being done already. The adding of credit cards under the LRS is something that we do need to revisit and focus on setting limits for credit card users for international transactions if that is the concern or work with taxpayers to solve the original problem whatever it is. Here's our next story. How cheesy can it get? Well, quite a bit. Two companies, the owner of Domino's Pizza and Burger King in India, have both announced a hit on their profitability in the last few months thanks to the rising prices of cheese and milk. While revenue has been rising for Jubilant Foodworks, the owner of Domino's, operating profits and margins are down on higher expenses. Operating profit declined 14% and margins were down to 20% against 25%. Burger King's parent restaurant brands India saw its expenses rise about 30% according to reports. The market is clearly looking strong because both brands say that they will continue to expand and roll out more restaurants or locations, but other brands have suffered too. The first signs of pain were visible late last year itself. The larger problem of course in this is milk, yogurt and cheese prices have risen sharply in India and around the world. And there are several reasons for this including post-covid disruptions. A report quoting the Gujarat Cooperative Milk Market Federation, maker of the famous Amul brand, pointed out that since 2022, the price of Amul's full cream milk rose from 58 to 66 rupees per liter. This was the highest in a decade. If you didn't know this already, India is the largest producer of milk in the world, accounting for 24% of global production in 21-22. 
at around 210 million tons. Now, a whole range of input costs, including feedstock, have also risen, combined with the fact that India was exporting milk after a pandemic lockdown lifted in 2021. This is not ending well. There is nothing on the horizon to say prices will ease off of milk or cheese or your pizza. No one beyond a point cares about rising pizza and burger prices, but high milk prices should be a cause of concern to the government, if not to the 250 million school children, a good part of whom may be milk consumers for their parents who are trying to make ends meet. And our theme story for today. Electric two-wheelers pulled a subsidy con and everyone will pay for it. Electric two-wheelers have been doing well in India. Total sales touched about 846,000 or 0.8 million in the last financial year, more than two and a half times from the previous year, which would give the feeling that all is going well for that industry. Actually, it's not. Because if you were to pay the true price of a two-wheeler, an electric two-wheeler, then actually you may not even have paid for it. That's because the government has been paying close to 40% of the total sales cost of that two-wheeler. Which means, if the two-wheeler sold at Rs 1 lakh, then the government would pay 40,000 rupees to the manufacturer as a subsidy. So, if there was no subsidy, maybe that electric two-wheeler would have sold closer to Rs 1.4 lakh rather than 1 lakh rupees. The exact subsidy numbers would of course differ depending on the power capacity and of course the final sale price, but it is for sure high. Reports have emerged in recent months about the government finding various problems in the way manufacturers have used or misused this subsidy. Mostly, this has had to do with violation of localization norms. For example, if I as the government am giving you a subsidy for making something in India and you go and import components from, let's say, China, like batteries, which are of course cheaper too. Both Ola Electric and TVS Scooter at the beginning of this month said that they would refund some monies to their customers. Ola said it would cover the cost of charges for its electric scooter customers. Aether Energy, another electric two-wheeler maker, said the same thing. Ola then couched the offer with some milk and honey about its commitment to customers and to the electric vehicle revolution. Turns out, this revolution would not have happened were it not for the subsidy. To be fair, India is not the only country offering subsidies for electric vehicles. And in that somewhat tricky moral debate on the government's role in promoting non-fossil fuel mobility, electric vehicles do win, at least today. And it's not just two-wheelers, but three and four too, including in India. But the costs of making electrics are high, or higher than what most customers would pay. So a subsidy can make it affordable, and the intentions are noble, no doubt. But it further turns out that the companies were not so noble at all. Not surprisingly, the Indian government is now saying that it wants to bring down the subsidy for electric two-wheelers from 40% of sales price to 15% of sales price. This is a sharp drop by any stretch. A government statement puts it nicely, says it wants to spread the incentive among more vehicles. What is not said is perhaps that the bet on the scale achieved so far has helped in bringing manufacturing costs down. The problem here is that Indian companies, by admission, have played around with a genuine government scheme and intervention to solve a much larger problem, climate change. Now, these companies are not some old fuddy-duddy types who you would usually suspect of playing fast and loose. Most of these names are celebrated startups who've raised billions of dollars selling dreams to investors, who in turn obviously saw the subsidy bonanza, among other things. It is indeed disappointing to see this behavior and it's the kind of thing which usually causes governments to push back with stricter regulation that makes life difficult for everyone.
and hmm. Jet Airways, an airline that was grounded in April 2019, has reported higher revenue from operations in the last quarter, up 12% to 12 crore rupees, and losses are down too. As I said, this is a grounded airline. It does not have any aircraft at least in the sky. The revenue must come from somewhere, but surely not from passengers and the like. More on this later. But meanwhile, Jet's stock price also continues to do well, given the circumstances at least. It closed at approximately 57 rupees today. down only marginally this was the core report with me govindraj ethiraj do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core you can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter at www.thecore.in that is www.thecore.in or follow us on linkedin twitter and facebook as well Now we would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant to you including our reporting on India's vibrant manufacturing sector write to us at feedback@thecore.in at thank you for listening